Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great men and women in law enforcement, a powerful story coming from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have a lot of friends in that area. Well, officers with the Tulsa Police Department were heralded by doctors saying that the officer's quick response saved a man's life when they were out on patrol. It was happened around 2 o'clock and two Tulsa police officers pulled into a gas station. They noticed that a car there was parked strangely against a curb with an unconscious person behind the wheel. The officers tried to wake the person up and then realized that the car was in drive. They determined that it was best to break open a window and put the car into park before pulling the person from the car. Officers say they found the person was not breathing and didn't have a pulse. Officers then immediately performed CPR until paramedics and the local fire department arrived on the scene. Thankfully, paramedics were able to help the man regain a pulse and start breathing again before he was taken to the hospital. The doctors there credited the officers, saying their quick response undoubtedly saved the man's life. Tulsa police said that with Thanksgiving coming up now just a few hours away at the most, depending where you are listening to the show, they are proud and thankful for its officers' insightful response and their hard work during this incident. Bravo to the great men and women in blue and how fantastic that they noticed an unusual car went over to it and were able to save that man's life just in the nick of time. Well, it is amazing because many of you may realize that it was 60 years ago today that John F. Kennedy, our president, was assassinated. And one man captured it all on film, Abe Zapruder. He was a mild-mannered man who almost didn't bring his camera that day and didn't do a lot of interviews, except with our next guest, who is legendary New York newsman Marvin Scott. He has way too many Emmys for me to mention and way too many great awards. He is the senior correspondent at PIX11 News. And first, here's a little bit of a major exclusive interview that he did years ago with the legendary Abe Zapruder. Take a listen to this report. The museum has told me they learned more about Abraham Zapruder from my 22-minute radio interview than anything he told the Warren Commission or others. His name and film are forever embedded in American history. The irony of it all? Zapruder told me he actually forgot to bring his camera that day to film the president he loved, but turned out to be a recording of one of the nation's darkest moments. I wouldn't have had the pictures at all if it wasn't for my secretary, Mrs. Rogers, who made me go home and get the camera. I didn't have a camera with me at all that morning. And uh, she insisted I go home and get the camera. 
The images he recorded are seared in America's collective consciousness, whether you lived through it at the time or one of the millions who have been born since. The visual images of a young president being brutally murdered endured as a deeply personal experience. With his 8mm camera in hand, Zapruder checked out three spots before finally positioning himself at the lower left corner of this grassy knoll in front of the Texas School Book Depository Building. It was a perfect vantage point to film the president's motorcade. His narration is added from a portion of the interview I did with him in 1966. The images are extremely graphic. I saw the motorcycles, then the car approached, and uh, Jacqueline and the president were waving. And as it came in line with my camera, I heard a shot. I saw the president lean over to Jacqueline, then the second shot came. And then I realized I saw his head open up, and I started yelling, they killed him, they killed him. And I continued shooting until he went under the underpass. The film runs 26.6 seconds, but over the years it has gone through thousands of hours of frame-by-frame scrutiny. It was the centerpiece of every official investigation. The Warren Commission ruled on it in reaching the conclusion that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, but the film also fueled many of the conspiracy theories. In 1979, a congressional committee established to reinvestigate the assassination concluded that there was, quote, probably a second gunman who shot from the grassy knoll, just adjacent to where Zapruder was standing when he shot the film. But Zapruder told me he did not hear a second gunman. Do you feel the shots perhaps came from behind a fence or behind you on the grassy knoll? No, as a matter of fact, I heard some uh, comments about us, and I went back to the place where I stood when I shot these pictures and looked to that uh, wooden fence that we're talking about. I believe it's about between 30 or 35 feet away from where I was standing. I believe I would have heard different sound, a shot coming from my, uh, coming from my right ear. Zapruder's camera is now in the National Archives. A new camera Belvin Howell sent him was never used. He told me he could never again put his eye to the viewfinder because it rekindled all the images of that awful day in Dallas. In 1999, the government paid the Zapruder family $16 million for the original 8mm film, a record for a historical artifact. It is now preserved in the National Archives. Abraham Zapruder died in 1970 a quiet, unassuming man who never expected to be immortalized by a horrible moment in history. His images have frozen in time. I'm Marvin Scott, PIX11 News. And joining us now is Marvin Scott of PIX11 News in New York, this longtime senior correspondent there. Uh, Marvin, I can't believe, and I'm sure you can't believe, it has been 60 years since the assassination. Um, and you get this amazing interview with Zapruder and his film, as you talked about, is in the museums. Uh, did you realize uh, you were a kid then uh, that you were sitting on this enormous <laughs> scoop that's now a part of history? Well, I, I knew he was the get. And first, thanks for that, that wonderful introduction, Rita. Uh, it's good to be with you. Uh, that was 
the get interview, I went to Dallas. I was with a mutual radio network at the time, and I went to do two stories. One is for the third anniversary, the third observance of the assassination in 1966, and I was determined to get the interview with Abraham Zapruder. According to the Sixth Floor Museum, it was only one of six interviews he ever did. He was a very private man, did not like publicity. He shied away from it. And when I got him on the phone, he said, oh, Mr. Scott, thank you very much, but I really don't want to do an interview. I didn't let him off the hook that easily. We kept on chatting for about 15 or 20 minutes. I knew he grew up in Brooklyn until the age of 15, and I talked to him about New York. And I said, hey, you're from Brooklyn. I'm a kid. I grew up in the Bronx. Here we are, two different boroughs. We engaged in conversation. After a while, he started asking me questions about my background. We seemed to bond. After that period of time, he said, can you be here at 2 o'clock? That's what did it. Our New York connection got me the interview with Abraham Zapruder that day. And when I got to his office, he was in a building just right off the uh, grassy, from the grassy knoll. I asked if he would join me going down to the spot where he stood the day he took the film. He and his receptionist, Marilyn Sitzman, who was about 20 years his junior, they joined me. He stood at the very spot. And as you heard in that, uh, that report I just did, his narration he described exactly what he saw at that location. And the film runs 26.6 seconds. My audio portion of that interview was about 33 and a half seconds. And it was a little nip and a tuck in the editing. We brought it down to match that I knew from the very outset, once I saw that film, that I could take a portion of the interview and have it sound like he's narrating it, which he is. Now, um, in this, what I thought was interesting, that he was, what, near the grassy knoll. He didn't hear a second gunman. But it's interesting, Marvin, because there's a lot of reports. Obviously, everybody's talking about this being the anniversary. And if you see the film, some people say it looks like Kennedy was shot from the front. Um, what, how did, did he just kind of poo-poo the thought of a second gunman? I've been influenced by what he told me and what Marilyn Fitzman told me. As he said in that soundbite, he was standing at a location that was 88 yards from the Texas School Book Depository Building, where the Warren Commission has ruled that Lee Harvey Oswald took his shot from. Now, he was also standing by that grassy knoll, by that picket fence, which many of the conspiracy theorists claim there was a second shooter. He was only 45 feet from there versus 80 yards from the building. He did not hear, he or Marilyn, they neither of them heard any sound coming from what would have been their right ear. Their left ear heard two distinct shots. Now, I I mentioned two shots. There were three shots that were fired according to the findings of the Warren Commission. But he said he was so traumatized after he saw the head the president's head explode from that shot that he didn't hear anything. And he also was surprised. He said he was probably paralyzed at that moment, so traumatized that he held his camera steady until the car went under the underpass to uh, Parkland Hospital. So I've been influenced by what these two people told me, what they heard, where they were standing. And I know there are many, many theories. A lot of people are claiming it was a second shot and how the the wound hit the head. I, I'm not a forensic expert. I don't know. All I know is 
what I heard from the two people who were standing there that day, and that has influenced me uh, over the years. But I am no longer convinced that there wasn't more to the story. I do believe Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone shooter, but there's more to the story, Rita. And I don't believe that we will know the full story until the government releases the last of the documents. They've released about 97 percent, some five million pages. But there are still things that are being withheld. And who knows what's in there? I mean, there are lots of theories about it. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. They have not been released. Uh, President Trump also had an opportunity. He said, you know, he wasn't going to release them. Uh, there were some sensitive things. It'll be interesting to see if at what point a president, like you said, uh, releases it. What was the most surprising thing, Marv? We just have about a minute or two um, from talking to Zapruder and seeing the scene um, and, and witnessing that moment in history, were there things that really uh, came to life to you and really surprised you? Not really, because I think his film captured the horrifying moment, and nothing beyond that could could, could say more about that moment. And no film, I mean, that historic film, there's never been a film like that showing an actual murder of such horrific nature as seeing the head, the, the, a bullet hitting uh, the president's head and seeing the first lady climbing off the back of that car. But that that was shocking enough, Rita. That was, uh, it was just awful, awful. And and. Hearing it from the man who took that film, he never wanted any publicity. He didn't want notoriety. He was a very private man. And he, his images originally were given to Life magazine, and they gave him $150,000. He contributed about 50000 to the J.D. Tippett family. He was the police officer who was shot. And the family received $16 million in 1999 about $615,000 per second of that film. It was the most ever paid for historic document. I believe uh, an original print of the Declaration of Independence only got $2 million. So it puts it in perspective. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, everybody, we are talking uh, to the great journalist Marvin Scott, senior correspondent for PIX11 in New York News. Uh, Marvin, you have captured, you you did your book As I Saw It, and it has these amazing pictures of uh, Marilyn Monroe. I think of Martin Luther King. You have been witness to so many different pieces of history and this moment is really extraordinary, capturing it. Where can people real quick uh, see the whole, like, sort of play-by-play uh, if they want to go? Because if they want to go, especially uh, so many folks still seeking answers about the JFK assassination. 
Well, that report they can see on our website, which is picks11.com, and that should be up there right now. Uh, the piece that uh, you just played on the air, uh, it was seen on our 10 o'clock broadcast tonight. So, uh, And then the full audio, right? The full audio is at the, uh, at the museum. Oh, good. thanks for your lead, Rita. <laughs> yes, you go to the uh, website. The, uh, I donated my cassettes uh, to the museum, and they are on the website. Plus, I did a living history uh, interview with a curator at the museum, and that's all on their website at the Sixth Floor Museum at Dealey Plaza. How and cool put is my that? Name in, put my name in or put Zapruder's name in, and we'll come up. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Thank you for sharing this incredible piece of history with us, especially on <laughs> this day. Thank you, Marvin, so much. Thank you, Rita. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you very, very much. So interesting to hear that moment in history from someone who spoke to Abe Zapruder. You just heard one of six interviews uh, that Zapruder did in his entire life. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.